0: Hello, and welcome to Superhuman Samurai CyberPod, the monthly podcast examining Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad Gridman. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen.
2: I'm David. And we have a guest this week,
1: it's...
3: I am Muscular Dystrophy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that got dark quick. I like it. <laughs> Ooh. Okay.
3: Yes. No, hi. I'm Greg.
0: Uh, yes, you've uh, you've shattered our expectations by agreeing to guest star.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. Why not? <laughs> uh, so yeah, tell us, give us, give our listeners a little bit of a fill in on why we have you on the show.
3: Um. Well, I mean, I'm I'm Greg Sepulak. I'm uh, cipher for a while. My my. Friend and longtime writing partner Trent Troop and I did a bunch of shattered glass uh, stories for fun publications, and apparently somebody in Japan liked it.
0: They liked it very much. We
1: yeah we did have Trent. We had Trent on in the first episode, and then we kind of got derailed having all these like anime people who David knows from anime Twitter on, and then they were like, "Oh, that's right. We were going to have the other half of." all the Shattered Glass stuff at yeah, some now, point. Now we have and a complete pass. set. And and they were like, so who here knows Greg the best? And I was like, slowly raise <laughs> his hand to, hey. Uh But yeah, Uh yeah, I guess uh Shattered Glass is very popular in some circles in Japan.
3: I, I gotta say, it's kind of ballsy of the Gridman showrunners to do that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Considering you know, completely different company owns the property, and
1: yeah, that's. I mean, it's
3: still yeah, it's it's obviously very legally distinct, but still, um, ballsy. It's very.
1: Oh, yeah. I I think the best thing about it is that it's not even vague. It's like yeah. <laughs> there's barely even plausible deniability. It's like when you get to details right. like Shinjo's broken eyeglass. Or and uh, Auntie pulling out a buzz saw. <laughs> the way he's—I think it
3: was his left hand too. Yeah,
1: he yep. uses it left-handed because that's uh, that's in this episode, and uh, he's got the little like shine on his hair that looks like a Rodimus head crest.
2: <laughs>
0: Sadly, he does not have the uh, the the seventies uh, handlebar mustache no. of uh, of his toy counterpart.
1: That would be hilarious, though. It- it it's not
2: unusual in, in anime to like reference previous things or even like tokusatsu or stuff like um Jetman in Japan is a heavy reference to old Gatchaman anime but that it's referenced, like in characters and some ideas and so many of the character designs it this show just has more layers of reference than anything else I can think of at all.
1: Yeah, this is just Amazing. a big love letter to everything.
0: So it, it yeah. must have been a, a strange experience to see all of this. <laughs>
1: yes. Mm. <laughs> to just be... what I mean...
3: I'm just kind of impressed that they even went with Action Master Thundercracker colors on a character. Yes!
1: <laughs> I love that jacket. Oh,
2: best character design. I-, I want that jacket.
1: I want that jacket. Everyone so wants much. that jacket. Uh, sort of... I, I saw someone I, uh, a, a mutual on Twitter, uh, from the fandom, Genevieve Frank, was pointing out that she noticed, uh, there's this, like, outdoorsy gear company called Gregory, and they're, uh, on their Japanese website, I guess just for the Japanese market, uh, they've got this sort of everyday backpack that they're selling. That's like a hundred and eighty dollar backpack, and it comes in a whole bunch of different colors. But five of these colors appear to be based on the Combaticons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: she had like a oh, whole a whole breakdown that. if you, if you look her up on Twitter. Uh, and I. I forget whether I retweeted the any of them to the uh, the Icon Underground Twitter or if it was just my personal one at, at Wrecker Jen, uh, but she, like, broke down little pairings of which backpack was clearly which character. The swindle one was, of course, the best. Uh, okay. Yeah, the
2: swindle one looked awesome. So, that was the only one I think I saw. So
1: that's... I, I just... I don't know. Maybe this is just a thing... Japanese companies like to do now is just have like really clear but subtle references to Transformer stuff because I don't know their official, s- official Transformer stuff is not great.
2: Well, th- there's just so many weird official collaborations that these unofficial references just are interesting. Like Gridman, SSS Gridman is having a crossover in, I think it's a cell phone game called Project Tokyo Dolls. Which is a little girl fighting game, whatever thing, and also having a crossover with Symphogear in radio form, which is an anime about um, girls who sing, get robotic armor on, and basically punch each other as if as if they were giant super robots. Mm-hmm. And it's and somehow that has something to do with Sim- uh, Gridman now. I don't know what it's weird. It's great. But,
3: but yeah, it I don't just... think that seems too ridiculous for Gridman.
2: Yeah. No, no,
3: no. That, that seems...
2: But Gr- just... Gridman is just a waiting game for those of us who love Super Robot Wars. We're itching for him to show up. <laughs> like, come on. It usually takes like three years. Come on. I, Two more I just, years.
1: I don't know. I really, really got a kick out of the screens of the, the crew of the Bebop talking about getting a bounty on Captain Harlock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, the most recent one is so much fun. I gotta get back to playing it. It, it's, cause Cowboy Bebop in Super Robot Wars is just weird. Cause well, they don't have robots, but they've been adding each game. Like they had, uh, um, Nadia you know, a few games ago and Yamato. Mm-hmm. And this time it's Harlock and Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. which is just weird, but sure.
1: So yeah, it, but man, Chattered Glass does really feel like a deep dive. Uh, it yeah, I mean, it, it kind of feels it, it's like a fairly
2: deep
0: dive for the American fandom.
1: Yeah, it yeah. it kind of reminds me about how the American fandom was about uh the Transformers UK stuff circa like nineteen ninety eight or so. But having this mm. this very like uh just a lot of sort of I don't know, it was very interesting because we didn't get it and that made it even more interesting
3: uh kind of kind of same with i mean the japanese you know everybody's oh the weird japanese stuff we've got the we've got the Press force and the dino force and and nobody and there were no english translations of anything so (laughs) we were just sold on visuals and Toys we could not have. <laughs> Nothing makes a nerd hangrier than something they can't have. Yes. <laughs>
1: you cannot have <laughs> yeah. these. It doesn't matter if it's any good or not. <laughs> no, and and victory, as it turns out, not that great. So No,
3: no. The toys are okay. Toys are
1: fine. The show is yeah. cute, but, you know, not... The show is
3: passable.
1: Not the it's, sort it's of...
3: Easy, it's easily the best of the uh, the Japanese original transformer shows
1: mm-hmm. i mean
3: that that is a bar you can stroll over but
1: you know <laughs> yes.
3: yeah i mean you don't even really need to lift the leg that high
1: yeah. So, so yeah it's I, I i get the feeling it's that very sort of like that that foreign it, it's exotic it's got that exotic yeah. thing going on with it uh Though I would say. It's like
3: me and the Malignus. Yeah.
1: I would say more like the, the Transformers UK stuff than the, uh, G1 Japanese stuff, though. At at least also Mm. the stories have some sort of, you know, actual quality and value to them, unlike the Japanese (laughs) stuff. So, so yeah, uh, we, we have an episode we watched. It was very exciting.
0: That's right. The seventh episode. Uh, we've reached now, I guess the, well, we are past the midpoint of the series. It's, uh, there are 12 episodes. This is the beginning of the second half.
1: And is, this is episode
0: just, 7, Scheme.
3: When they start dumping the plot on you in big chunks.
1: Yes.
0: Well, we got a lot of that in the last episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, last, so, yeah. uh, Greg, like, how many did you, do you remember how many I episodes? I think I you got actually through? got
3: up to five before I kinda lost track. I was watching it as they came out and then I got distracted. Mhm. And so I think I actually missed the prior episode. I, I started, well, let's see, Rise of the Ninja Turtles came out, and the new Mega Man cartoon came out, and DuckTales was still going, so I was kind of bouncing between them, so I lost track of Gridman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did see
1: 7. I've i I've been having that sort of thing with, like, everything lately. I did see uh, 7,
3: so and I feel like I don't know that I missed all that much, to be honest. By
1: missing I six they give
0: you a lot of six in this one.
1: Yeah, there's a lot like of Like they recapped a lot yeah. of it. There's yeah, there's a lot of world building exposition in episode six, a lot of reveals, but yeah, they they basically recap it here. Uh Utah went on a train ride with this adorable tiny vaguely reptilian or amphibian uh kaiju kid and she told him that he's living in Sim City.
3: So who is she based on?
2: Well she's uh wait, did I mute myself? David. She's 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 not based upon a transformer, on, well, the closest she can reference is like she's Rekgar ish without it actually being a reference to Rek'gar. She's based upon Anoshiris and a little Compoid musical digital person from the original Gridman live action show.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's basically like the child of a couple creatures from from the original Digimon creatures. Yes, digital D- she's creatures. A Digimon, <gasps>
2: she's a Digimon effectively.
1: She's a Digimon. Oh. So yeah.
0: And so, indeed, we, we start the episode with Utah explaining this to his friends, who don't believe him. Because, despite the completely insane events of the previous six episodes, this is where they draw the line.
1: <laughs> yes. The idea that all this is happening in a damn in a simulation—that's that's a little too much.
2: Damn these kids on their phones, not believing in God. Ugh. <laughs> Or, or not even so much a simulation.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a, uh it's like that episode of The Twilight Zone with Billy Moomy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: And in this case, Akane is the Billy Moomy, and she has no Chloris Leachman to uh tell her what to do.
1: Though I, I gotta say though, again, I, I sort of mentioned this last episode with all the stuff, the little stuff that's like they get fussed at by a teacher for talking too loud because he's leading a school tour and there's like somebody being called over the intercoms and there was the whole thing uh with utsumi having to go to like a funeral last episode and this is definitely the simulation is like dwarf fortress levels of of (laughs) deep simulation here so kudos for whether it's you know, uh, Shinjo herself who set up the simulation, or whether this is Alexis Carib's thing. Good job on programming this. It's very deep.
0: But no, even though they are, you know, they regularly talk with a, a robot who lives in a computer <laughs> and...
3: That sucks in people who become giant robots. Yes.
0: <laughs> this This is just totally implausible, and they do not believe it.
1: <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, you you do kind of gotta draw the line somewhere.
2: It it does feel like a step too far, especially like describing this little kaiju girl and I, I wonder if he included a part piece of information that I managed to leave out last time. The only thing I really hate about Anna Sears too. She wears Crocs.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, she's a little amphibian reptile thing. I guess Listen, sort of. They may turtleneck. not be stylish, but
0: they're very comfortable.
1: Yeah, they're very practical. Are they? They're very <laughs> practical, David. Trust me on this.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, people aren't wearing them for the aesthetics, or because they want their feet <laughs> to look like ping pong
1: balls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't survived this long without sorry, having. Uh, I guess
0: more like wiffle balls.
1: Some sort of qualities that makes them worth the uh the mockery.
0: Anyway, yes, speaking of implausible things that they have decided to accept, uh, this is where, uh, their, uh, their, uh, where of course Jen's, uh, trash son, <gasps> my baby, uh, auntie drops <laughs> into school.
1: <laughs> He's just at school, you know.
0: It was like a, a, a small homeless child who is also a giant robotic monster.
1: Yes. Yeah, well,
2: he probably blends in better, although he's not in their official school uniform because he had a bath last episode. <laughs> yes, so he's an easier to find, like he
1: usually he's is. Just
0: bathed like a Labrador Retriever. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, poor kid. But yeah, he's he's waiting to, uh I guess, attack Utah.
0: Right at, th- at this point, he knows that Utah is Gridman kind of sorta. And his mission is to destroy Gridman, but this isn't enough to, you know, it has to be Gridman. He's not going to, you know, push Utah in front of a bus and consider it mission accomplished.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not going to kill Billy Batson here. This is yes. not good enough. Yeah,
2: that's a good analogy.
0: And I'm not sure if that's I a thing where he won't be satisfied or if he's, you know, again, kind of like a a a construct and that's just how he's programmed.
1: I mean, it does sound like he has limitations I, where he can't turn into his kaiju form unless Gridman is around.
3: Well, there's also with that kid. There's got to be a pride element
1: to it. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: just pushing a kid in front of a bus ain't going to do nothing. Right. Like beating Ugh. the unstoppable
1: Gridman again, now. killing Billy Batson isn't going to do it. He's he's yeah. gotta kill the actual superpowered being.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's the Vegeta effect. I have to kill you at your full power, and I can't let anybody else do it.
1: Yes, but, but he's a very good angry son. Oh, but,
2: oh, the the comedy from Auntie is is just great. Like, it's just, so he, he you know, they're, he's, he's they're just in chasing Yuta around, and and manages to pin him down, and transform into Gridman. It's like I can't unless there's a kaiju. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. This is a split second where you're just thinking, oh crap, he's going to turn into a kaiju in the middle of school and he's going to kill everyone. Yes, But no, Auntie just runs away because I mean, his brain operates on a different level. I, and then well, Andy comes he running t- back to steal <laughs> the special dog and other piece of food that Yuta had dropped because, and then runs away with the food again because he's a little... He's a little trash panda. <laughs> he's
0: and
1: he's a homeless Akane kid. does not feed him. He's hungry.
0: And when you, when you create a life form like this, you really have to keep him off the streets.
1: That was really cute. it was <laughs> like, also I'm taking this food.
0: Yeah. So, so he goes crying to Akane. She kicks him in the head and steps on his food.
1: <laughs> She's yes. So more foot stuff with her. Yeah. That too.
0: And you know, and that's just cruel. That's doubly cruel, because, you know, even though you stepped on it, he's going to eat it anyway.
1: Yeah, he's hungry. Well, I mean, here. it's still in the
3: package. It's still oh, good.
1: Ex- it's still good. It's still in the package. <laughs> it's squished, but that's still food. Also, it's a I mean, special it, dog. It,
2: it, it's a special dog, which we saw them buying earlier there in the cafeteria. The, and a the special dog will come up later in the episode, but the fact that she's stepping on it, that this one is beneath her, but another one was enough to kill someone over. Mm-hmm. She's, she's very capricious as well, a god.
1: at this point, like, it's... If, if you go back to when Yuta picked it out, I mean, it looked like they have a lot of them in the cafeteria now. Like, perhaps the god in charge of stocking the cafeteria has decided we're just only going to have special dogs now.
2: Possibly. Well, also, it's like... I, I only vaguely know about this from anime... But apparently, like, the, the lunch foods in Japan, like, they have a short run in some foods that sell out quickly. Maybe mm-hmm. the special dog is the thing that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Now maybe it is because of previous incidents.
1: If I If I had a simulated world of my own, there would just always be pizza <laughs> everywhere. Everyone would eat pizza and they'd like it.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's very much like the real world.
1: Uh it it was where I used to live. <laughs> Not as much where I am now.
0: Oh. So anyway, they uh they decamp to uh to Rika's mom's place. They're hanging out there. Still nobody believes uh nobody believes Utah's crazy story.
1: It's like, yeah, so much other crazy stuff has happened. But no, this is a and this is again
0: too far. we are we are at this junk shop sitting around talking with our robot who lives in the computer and our weird hobo friends who turn into super vehicles.
1: And claim to well, be middle schoolers.
2: Yes.
0: That's
1: the thing. Perhaps the most the, the, unbelievable the, thing. Yes. The hobos start to
2: believe him, or at least Max definitely believes because he was following around Utah with the, the little trash kaiju girl.
1: Yes. Caliber says he thinks nothing. He's just Yeah. He's just gonna go along with it.
3: He's the best He's checked out this episode. He's he's getting his voice over residual check. He's fine.
1: Yes, he's just gonna take <laughs> a nap matter, for I, the rest of the episode. Yeah, I,
0: I read ahead, I'm not in the big action scene. You guys got this. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: He, he's checked out for the episode.
0: And uh also of note here, uh Utsumi, even though we saw him bonding with uh Akane in the previous episode over there uh Kaiju fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he specific, when, uh, Rika's all up, oh, well, no girls like kaiju, that would be ridiculous. And he's all, yeah, that would be oh. ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be, like, that, but like, for the most part, these characters share when asked questions, except for this spot where Utsumi's dodging the question being the normal high school set anime cliches.
1: Yeah, but not wanting to be like, an otaku.
0: Yeah, I don't quite get that myself.
2: <laughs> In this case, I think it's because he likes her and her liking kaiju is kind of a secret between them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and he doesn't want to reveal that, although it's plot-relevant, yeah, so Like, what if she's
1: yes. a nerd? <gasps> a nerd! I do think it's kind of... Well,
3: you can't have people talk about the plot, then the plot would not be complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: plot won't happen, it's like time travel.
3: How dare you suggest people talk to each other like actual human <laughs> beings? It's it's just this is anime, damn it. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. has to be misunderstanding.
2: It's such a standard annoying trope that comes up all the fucking time in every other anime. That this is so far the only real case where that happens. It's it's an improvement. It's annoying <laughs> that it happens, but still. <clears throat> It's not like everybody's keeping secrets from all the main characters.
1: Yeah, I do think it's sort of interesting, though, just the way that, like, American society has gotten to it, you know, so embracing, openly embracing of geek culture, that just still seeing the anime characters being, like, secret (laughs) nerds, it's sort of interesting.
2: Yeah, there's actually... There's an entire live action show that I think it's only like seven hour long episodes mm-hmm. called to- Tokusatsu Gaga Ga, Ga based upon a manga about an office woman who secretly loves Tokusatsu Power Rangers and stuff, but she can't tell any of her coworkers or even like have a keychain from her favorite character from her favorite show. Or they'll know she's a nerd. Yeah, she can't <laughs> yeah, let that be known without hiding that keychain behind 15 other keychains of random anime shit and other different things. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird, sad show that she can't, at, like, have shit on her desk like in America. <laughs> teen different kinds of crap on their desk. No, it's, it's, it's just weird and pitiful. It's like, I, I want her to have a desk full of toys, and she can't. <laughs> They'll maybe be a final episode. I've only watched a few of
0: them. Ah, uh, the eternal struggle.
2: Anyway, uh, anyway, speaking get,
0: of things get, that are... Oh,
2: we sorry. get Boar kicking Utsume more, but not kick him in the shin. But she is kicking him <laughs> gently a lot, and including hitting him in the ass once. So I'm counting that as uh, kick number three. Okay. <laughs> We're keeping a tally.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so this uh, this is all
0: going nowhere. Gridman doesn't know anything, so... Utah goes home and terrifyingly he finds uh, he finds her waiting for him.
1: Yep, she's just there. I guess when you're a god, you can unlock uh, the door.
3: And the episode gets uncomfortable. It gets yeah. very yeah. uncomfortable.
2: Super uncomfortable, which is the intent.
1: I do like that she like, calls him good, good man coon.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Good it's man it's coon. overly friendly and weird. And then yeah, she... she chugs an entire bottle of tea and she has a thirst and she makes weird suggestive dialogue.
1: Yeah, I would like oh, she has to the thirst know. all right. Yeah, I would I'm I'm actually very curious uh whether her saying, saying that she's days, so right. thirsty is a double entendre in Japanese or whether that's something that's purely uh luck. the dub. Yeah. Well, I mean I mean it's she is actually like Thirsty. She is literally thirsty. <laughs> so it's not even something that they would have changed for the dub. It's just that it would have been yeah. conveniently also something that was used <clears throat> metaphorical in English. But so I'm, I'm sort of curious whether that's like... Because I mean, internet culture, I could kind of see like Twitter and all having, you know, Japanese Twitter having picked up on that and it, it actually... Translating, yeah. and and that actually having yeah. been an intentional double entendre, but but I'm I'm not sure when curious about that. No.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I when thirsty entered the millennial vernacular.
1: Fairly recently, mm. but yes, I mean, not, I've like,
3: heard it for a few years. Yeah, yeah two or three while. years.
2: It, it, it's yeah. been it's been a consistent thing.
1: I'm not enough on <laughs> Japanese thirst Twitter to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I leather, don't. that's something that translates literally but i guess i wouldn't well, be that surprised with the way social media is these days but yeah she well, is also utah is cer- she's thirsty and also so thirsty
0: <laughs> and utah is confronted here with a thirst trap <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Just gets on his bed rolling around with his pillow talking about it smelling <laughs> like him. It's
2: Yeah, that's creepy. And saying things about being with a god
3: yeah. in a euphemistic you can do way. Whatever you want, and I just get increasingly uncomfortable yeah. with you for many yeah. reasons.
1: The yeah. <laughs> definitely a significant one of which is that these are like teenagers and not older yeah. teenagers. <sighs> the younger kind of teenagers. Oops.
2: That's the given problem with pretty much every other anime.
1: Yeah, it just feels
3: extra weird yeah, it's, from it's this. The because... one thing about this show that I'm really not on board for
2: mm-hmm. is
3: like pretty much everything else. I'm down with her being a, her being creepy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the framing. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I'm uncomfortable now. and yeah, the, not the, in the way you want me to be. The
0: camera is lingering on her in ways that are. Inappropriate.
1: Not not appropriate for her age. Let's get
3: everybody in swimsuits. Yeah, yeah,
1: we did that a couple episodes ago.
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: But fortunately, move past the awkward. Fortunately, Yuda is too good a person for this, and holds his ground, though he is also uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, but I mean, then this he's is... forced to walk her home because she says, uh, fine, whatever, it's getting dark, walk me home.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, hello? Mm-hmm. I
1: can yes. hear you. Uh-huh. We oh, got god. you, wrong. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, right. sorry.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, okay. no, I just, uh, I just broke into your house, admitted that I am a terrifying god of chaos, uh, but also it's getting dark. Can you walk me home? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, you know, it's if so she weird. would be nicer to Auntie, she could get him to walk her home, and he's probably a lot more useful for that than some guy who is actually technically your nemesis. Oh, something,
3: something I think we bypassed, I wanted to comment on. I don't know if we'd seen this prior, but there was when they were talking about how you know they're debating whether or not she was a god, and that the kaiju come and destroy, but then rebuild. We got this pixel graphic section. Yes, has that shown up before? I don't remember seeing that. That Was
1: before. in the previous episode. The other okay. one. So yeah, okay. that was right. one of the things that they sort of revisit in episode was, six.
3: Yeah, that's fairly new. I haven't. It's pretty cool. I hadn't seen that back. before. I'm like, oh, it's cute little Minecrafty yeah. thing. Yeah. All right, yeah. aren't you? Yeah,
2: go sure. back. Go back to last episode. They, they, they do a lot of weird PS2 graphic. Neat stuff in there, and actually have like a 16-bit version of the theme song.
0: It, it, it looks like better. a like Sim City or something.
3: Yeah, there's- yeah, it's yeah. vaguely 16-bit, is what mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, there's a PS1 16-bit era mm-hmm. isometric. There's a very cute P-turn. little Sim City. It, it reminded me very much because uh, Mega Man Fully Charged does that like every episode. There's usually like at least one or two bits. That's all. That's all pixel work. Cool. Hmm. Hmm. So it it just I just suddenly wait when did this happen when did this started happening in Gridman when
1: what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that was just part of their their whole way of I guess communicating that this is all actually a simulation sorry you're in the matrix hmm. you have to deal <laughs> with the existential repercussions of that idea. I, mean, I I do kind of feel like that's probably where Rika and Utsumi are coming from is that there's, you know, it's one thing learning that there's this classmate of yours who has all these kaiju they're con- controlling. Finding out the entire world is not real is like an existential level theory. of... That, that's, You're in
3: Minecraft. Yeah. Ah. That's
1: pretty heavy stuff to deal with. So I, I can kind of see them being reluctant to, to deal with that. Yeah, they might that. be
2: dubious about that. It's like, oh, okay, this this homeless girl told you that we're living in a simulation and that we're all NPCs. Com- calm down. Calm down, Yuta. We need to have a talk.
1: Yes. I know things so have been crazy, pe- but that's a little too crazy.
0: So is it better to be trapped in a simulation created and controlled by a weird, kaiju-obsessed sociopath, or one created by, like, some sort of Scandinavian
2: Nazi? <laughs> I mean... <sighs> um,
1: six I, of one, half, of half a, of a dozen You might get stomp-
2: stomped on by monsters. And I guess good. you just gotta
0: hope that Akane sells the whole thing to Microsoft.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before uh, your young nephews get super into it. Yeah. She
3: seems she seems a little less proactive and more reactive, so I guess
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's a plus. You slightly better odds with her. So they yeah. uh, so,
1: so they go. Uh, they he they walk to this restaurant because she makes a phone call and asks someone to meet them. Uh, and as she's oh, walking oh, there, she you. does talk about how how it's the city is so packed with useless things, which does seem like <laughs> a fairly reasonable universal statement for cities, but. But, yes, that, that's a very <laughs> well, yes, but dark, la- uh, I mean, talking about.
2: But the implication of her saying that is useless things to her means people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those are people on a one-way ticket to the cornfield.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so they decide to go to a restaurant. Oh, They, they pick a nice-looking Chinese restaurant that we've been to before. It's the restaurant of Psychill's Dad.
1: Oh no. Yes. Yeah, Greg, you probably remember from the first episode oh, yeah. the girl who was totally psychill.
3: Yeah, I did catch that part. Yes. And he doesn't remember anything because of course. Yeah. And yep. um, it, it is a good, it is a good setup to prove her point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a very good setup to prove her point. I, I really did like this little plot.
0: Turn right here. I, I enjoy then, this scene just because it's so weird.
3: Yes.
1: But even then, she mentions that, like, I guess some people might get hurt if you know I'm just killing random people. Like, I guess the people left behind are hurt. I, I don't care. Mm. Uh, but yes, we also have Alexis Carib coming in this uh, before, door that he's oh, this, this, a little too small for. And before that, clinking chains on a TV.
2: On a TV in, inside the Chinese oh, restaurant, yes. they're they're playing a clip of well, what's a new animation for uh, Super Fighter Legend style Ultraman Hikari? Uh, the Super Fighter Legend is is a manga and it was a short OVA, mm-hmm. from which little little chibi Ultraman wearing armor and shooting lasers at each other because it's fun and silly at the same time, mm-hmm. and um. The kaiju that shows up later in this episode is kind of based upon a monster from that called Sui mm. uh uh-huh. Which is, is um, well, sort of an evolution of another monster from an earlier Ultraman that keeps evolving and getting stronger as these little heavily armored Ultraman beat him up.
1: So it's a Pokemon.
2: And the design of the monster in this episode kind of looks like a further evolution of that. hmm
0: And we, we do get some lovingly rendered uh, Chinese food here.
2: Yes. Yeah, the food looks good, and 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 then Alexis Carib
1: shows,
0: <laughs> and also tomato juice. <laughs> you <laughs> can tell
1: she's juice. evil because she's drinking tomato juice. <laughs> I like tomato
0: juice.
2: Uh, no one likes Canadian. tomato juice. No, well, no no good in fact, no. Uh, likes tomato uh, juice. You,
3: know, you might uh, as well <laughs> just put some clam juice in there as well. <laughs> well, we just, all just go full go evil. Go full we clamato. Actually, like clamato. Yeah, that, we that, actually that, also, that,
2: also that love been...
0: clamato up here. It's part of our national cocktail.
2: Clamato would have been, like, pure, irredeemable evil.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. Anyway, I will note that Canadian tomato juice is actually different than American tomato juice.
1: Like, How it's so? not made out of tomatoes?
0: Well, it, American tomato juice can be made out of tomato paste. However, Canadian tomato juice, by federal law, must be made out of fresh tomatoes.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That might actually just up the acidic quality and annoy me even more. There
0: is a definite difference in uh both taste and mouthfeel. It
1: must be very uh. interesting uh living in a country where they actually like regulate things to keep people safe from pureed <laughs> tomato juice.
0: It's much better <clears throat> And also
1: juice. other dangerous things.
2: Okay. And then Alex yeah, the the friend that Akane Shinjo called was Alexis Carab. And he just shows up at the door saying "Hello, hello, I'm Alexis Carib." Ducks into <laughs> the door and sits down just very casually. Sorry, <laughs> I'm
3: late. Hello. Oh, I, I forget who voices him, but they are Tim Currying that shit up. Yes, yeah, it's good.
2: I, I need to see it. In it's English. great. Uh, I need. I want Oh, he th- is. He is Tim
3: Currying it to the nth degree. It's great. He's just in full on schmooze.
2: I've only seen two episodes and and I'm just itching for Funimation to actually announce they're going to release the Blu-rays of this show so I can watch it again and dub. Ah, mm-hmm. but no, they haven't told us yet. When?
1: Alas. When?
2: <laughs> Someday. You already dubbed it. Oh, and and Hill's dad just sets food down in front of Alexis Carob and hasn't been apparently listening to this entire conversation, so... Something weird's going on there with him, like he's being brainwashed.
1: Look, you you well, don't he, he also... like listening on your customers customers conversations. It's I rude. Mean, it, hmm.
2: It's either that or Alexis Carib is a regular here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's possible. You got to go somewhere or, for Chinese. Or
3: he doesn't register that Alexis exists. That's Possibly. also possible. That that's the way I read it. I because I mean, she was already ordering food and. Like, what he said in front of Alexis was stuff that she had already ordered, so I, I read it like, it just doesn't register.
1: mm mm-hmm. He yeah.
3: He's not to, to, to dad, there's just two people at that table.
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. mm-hmm.
0: I and mean, we have yet to see a normal person interact in any way with Alexis Carib. It's, uh, it's Utah, who is mysteriously connected to Gridman. You got Akane, who is, a god or the god, oh, yeah. what have you, mm-hmm. and you've got uh, Auntie, who is like a weird monster person.
1: Yes. This tiny, yeah. angry, kaiju son. Oh.
0: <laughs> but our, our regular human-supporting cast have oh. yet to encounter him, and clearly this uh, restaurant owner either doesn't acknowledge that he exists or doesn't acknowledge that he's a weird <laughs> robot demon.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So, uh, they, uh, they have a hilariously uncomfortable meal together, which is <laughs> yeah. thankfully interrupted by a kaiju attack, even though, uh, obviously both of, uh, both Alexis and Akane insist that, you know, they, they didn't, well, they, you know, well, they're the, the kaiju, uh, supervisors around here. Yes. And if we didn't authorize a kaiju attack, it's not happening. Well, Pass the shrimp.
3: Well, Alexis doesn't even no, he go doesn't that far. He, he shuts up. Uh, Akane
2: is like, no, there's no scheduled monster today.
1: We're not doing that tonight. <laughs> uh, I I yeah. will point out that it is at least not uncomfortable in the same way that the previous scene was uncomfortable. Is just uncomfortable in the sense of having a nice Chinese dinner with your crazy nemesis. Uh, yes, but there's, it's more impending doom. Yes, yeah. Uh, it,
3: when it, when is this going to t- when is this going to go to shit?
0: It, <laughs> I, it's like how that meal in Empire Strikes Back must have gone after uh, they uh, they drop in on Darth Vader, just chilling at the head of that table.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, she's like, no, there's there's no kaiju attack,
2: but there is,
0: and it's like a weird lawn dart looking thing. Okay. David, I assume this is based on something.
2: Well, I, it's time for my digression on my shit on a string theory or, um, my, uh, universal theory of Kaiju design. Okay. Now there are exceptions and aberrations to to, that are like less than like 5% that break this rule, but there are four basic kinds of monster in most Tokusatsu Kaiju stuff. You got your Godzilla, which is big Godzilla looking, big legs, long tail, long neck. Uh You yeah. have Ultraman, which is like a guy in a wetsuit with the helmet on. Then you have the, well, I call it the Gabara, but it's sort of the catchall of somewhere between those two. A little bit more man like. probably doesn't have a tail, might have wings like Rodan or something, which is more your general thing. And then you have shit on a string. Which is a monster that is just hung around and controlled by strings, like, um, Manda or Nars or general UFOs. Mothra? Or your little flying ships. Mothra, yes. It's just your shit on a string. And this is shit on the string, and you can actually see the strings. I love <laughs> that they animated strings.
1: I did not notice that. Well, I is- guess that's what I get for not having it, yeah. uh, set to a higher. Uh, Well, the
3: thing itself reminded me of something out of um, the the CG Nicktoons Ninja Turtles. (laughs) It looked like a Krang shit to me.
1: (laughs) I I thought it looked like an angel from Evangelion because I like Evangelion. Yeah, it's
2: kind of got an Ava-like feel.
1: Yeah, it's got a central red thing, and it's just a weird geometric shape. Just
3: silver. Yeah, it it, it gave me a very... 2012 Turtles Krang vibe.
1: Mm-hmm. That was. I, this I was, was just the thinking. Point when it sort of sunk in for me in a way that it never had before. That that uh, you know Evangelion has a lot of those uh, tokusatsu roots.
2: Yeah, of fighting um, monsters in a city. Hideaki Ano really lo- he really loves Ultraman.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a weird shape. I did not notice the strings, though. I I appreciate yeah, I, that a lot. I think, like
2: in in either the first or second shot, you see it. You can actually see faint lines that are drawn on there, mm-hmm. and then you see them again later. Oh. But but it, it's it's just a nice touch that oh, there, there's a faint little line. Hmm.
0: So, uh, so hmm. Utah does come. You know he uh, he does the grid man thing. He fights this thing. He has uh, very little success against it. Because he kept, keeps destroying it and it keeps reforming itself, yes.
1: as as an angel does.
0: And <laughs> and meanwhile, Akane has gone home, and uh, Alexis Carib fesses up that it is indeed a kaiju, and it was created by Auntie, because he was uh, he was real uh, he was real mad about this whole situation.
1: He was he really wanted to make one, and probably
0: also very hangry.
1: So yeah, he's probably eternally hangry, poor kid. <laughs> Yeah, so
2: she sees his dirty footprints in her room, and there's a bunch of kaiju that I that get a close-up. um Nova and Silverbloom, and some other UFO kaijus. Yeah. Were, were kaijus that, some of them actually transform into, like, UFO-shaped things. Shit on a string. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Nova is, like, um, oh, what do you call the, um, the little things they put out in, in anime and Japan, mm-hmm. the little white ghosty-looking thing to ward off rain, or uh, um uh tarot bozu. That, that's mm. what called. <laughs> only Nova is red and tries to kill people.
1: <laughs> you know, as you do when you're a kaiju.
2: Yeah,
0: and so she she responds to this by kicking her computer monitor in the face.
2: <laughs> yes, more foot <laughs> action breaks
1: uh. it. You know, she's not we, – we've mentioned this before with her, you know, I was talking about her cell phone and how that, you know, there's the whole, like, uh shattered glass optimist window thing going yeah. on with that, but also sort of representative that she does not take good care of her things. Uh And <laughs> as we find out, you know, everything, the entire world is her things, so that's kind of relevant. And her kicking and breaking her monitor is definitely a, a sign of how she treats her things.
0: She's, uh, she's just in a real boot to the head uh, kind of mood uh, today.
1: <laughs> yeah. She just wants to kick things. I, I can understand. It's relatable.
0: And she's probably also mad because both uh, Utah and Lexis Carib peaced out of that dinner. She probably had to pay for it.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, Alexis said he was gonna, it was his treat, but yeah, if he yeah, took that off. Yeah, weird thing.
2: He... Like she said, like he's gonna pay. And it's like. With <laughs> what? This, this digital it's monster has money? <laughs>
1: What? He tries
3: to pay with bitcoin. That's how you know he's eating. <laughs> oh, he would. Oh. He
1: would.
0: Anyway, so this, uh, this is not really working. So, uh, it's, it's time for the Neon Genesis junior high students to do their part. And this time it is the strafe guy.
1: Yay, Vince. <laughs> yes, he is yes. the handsome one. Yes. Uh, and yes they decide that they basically uh Boar's stuff isn't going to do any good if the the grid laser is not working uh, oh yes we get so yeah we get official shin kick number four yes so it's time for the flying guide and and he's so used to not getting to do anything that there's I love that pause where yeah. they're all looking at him oh it's
3: my turn now <laughs> it's uh it's like
0: Aquaman when they're finally fight, when the uh, super friends are finally fighting somebody in the ocean.
1: Mm. <laughs> and it's just this this significant pause, and then Boar is like, hey, we're talking to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, while they're just staring at, at this well-dressed, pretty-looking moron. It's like, it's your turn. Meanwhile, Yuta's all knocking him down as easy, getting him to stay down is the problem out there.
1: Yes. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, he... uh he goes into the grid, emerges as a uh, kind of cool-looking blue jet. I like that the uh, the cockpit flashes. It's it's very eighties cartoon. Yes,
1: yes. very eighties <laughs> anime.
0: And they combine into Sky Vitter, and I assume that Vitter was one of the actors in the. Uh, uh... No,
1: no, uh,
2: Vitt is what they called the jet part in Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Um,
3: like he has Detour.
2: he has like a lucky attack. And Lucky was the name of one of the characters in Great, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, I think. Something
3: like that. Uh, okay. All I could think yeah. of
0: was disgraced, uh, U.S. politician David Vitter.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no.
3: But, Significantly different. Yes. yes.
2: He
0: does not turn into a jet, no. as far as we know.
2: The, um, I mean, the, the, their combined head has gotta be a reference to some Transformer, but I couldn't find it, and it just, didn't ring any immediate bells with me. But the basic transformation style and, and coloration is a reference, probably, to uh what is it called? Uh Skymax from Brave Fighter X Kaiser.
1: Yeah. Oh. I don't know, the
3: head looked like a bunch of the, the current um bullet train transforming things from very it, it just has that feel to mm-hmm. me. They've got that kind of elongated biker, you know, cyclist helmet kind of I can see that.
1: Yeah, the them. jet definitely looked a lot like uh possibly specifically one of the knockoffs i used to pick up circa like 2000 2001 at like yeah. the lillian vernon outlet store <laughs> in potomac mills so yeah and that was a lot of brave stuff so so there you go
0: and it's also here that the background music turns into Gustav Holtz's The Planets.
1: Yeah, we get mm. some serious EDM going here. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And speaking so, of EDM, uh, this is also where uh, Sky Vader unleashes the Laser Circus, who I saw open for Paul Oakenfeld in 1999, <laughs> and they were awesome.
2: No. Oh, uh, it's it's the um, Laser Circus Amp, and Amp was one of the characters in Supreme Samurai Cyber Squad. Uh, huh. The attacker the attack style is very reminiscent of the Itano Circus, named after uh, uh, Ichiro Itano, a designer from Macross, um, uh, who unfortunately we know over here is Robotech, the first part. Mm. And uh, the kaiju was actually designed by him, too, in this episode.
1: Cool.
0: Apparently. Hmm.
2: I don't know why.
0: I'm not sure where the circus part comes
2: from, though. You know... I, I'm not entirely sure why it's called an Itano Circus. I always thought of it as a Macross Missile Storm, but, or Missile Swarm. Mm-hmm. Somehow Itano Circus got canonized somewhere in Japan, and everybody just calls it that now.
1: It's a circus! I guess it,
2: well, it fills up all three rings. <laughs> <and> something <laughs> is going on everywhere. I, like I
0: definitely some... Yeah. wanted some Calliope music on the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I, and and speaking uh, of references to things i feel like i i am a bad nerd uh anti shows up uh yes. and he gets his big like bell flying legs and there's some Xeon mobile suit yeah that's what i was thinking uh, i could not cannot for the life Come of on, me remember it- which one it is
2: the original Gundam Char's final suit, the Zeon.
1: The Zeon. Okay. Yes. It's, it's just Zeon with a
2: G at the end. <laughs> it's I've the actually most thing.
1: got the the Gundam Wiki Zeon webpage open, going down their list of suits, <laughs> and I I well, actually did not click on that one. But yes, that's the crazy antler headed thing, and that's yes that is i'm i'm pretty sure i had a a ms in action toy of that yeah, so, at some point. Yeah. This, so we this were,
2: entire fight is great and fast like um sky gridman just flying higher and higher to find oh the thing that's actually controlling the little shit on a string is another kaiju flying in the sky and anti standing on its head and then he transforms and and then we notice and it's got a bunch of strings sky. on it
0: like it's uh, it's controlling these like marionettes.
2: Yes, it's kind of neat. And and what, what what is in the sky rob?
0: Um it is a bunch of weird dayglow cyber buildings which I do recognize from uh the original uh TV series.
1: Yeah. It's very vaporwave.
0: So it's possible that very, this is very all
3: deep dream too. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: it's possible that this is all taking place in a computer and this is in fact not a In addition to being a reboot of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, it is also a secret
2: reboot of Reboot. (gasps) (gasps) Kind of, sort of. There's so many things. Well, it's obviously a reference to the original Gridman, but, but stylistically, it's also like the final episode of Big O, which the head writer of this is from. Wrote the final episode they found out they were living in a domed city that was had giant lights in the sky like it's a stage like the entire world they were so that's a lot of illusion here same thing also uh the original grid man it had that well they would fight in this weird red and blue and glowing yellow and shit digital world made out of like Gundam sprue leftovers, only gigantic. And uh, an an idea they had in the original show that they never actually did was that Gridman and the monster could fight on the ground or on the ceiling, which was the same digital city. (laughs) And it's coming back around here.
1: Although they don't actually
2: stand on it, they're just flying around it. Right. It's very cool. Yes
0: so they uh th- they defeat uh, this uh, this marionette monster they defeat anti uh, all is back to normal except of course Akane is
2: oh back to normal oh. we, we we didn't even mention how he how does he defeat the the kaiju
3: slices it in half doesn't he
0: oh that's right right the yes. the, the thing where he slices it in half and then both halves very neatly fall apart and then they explode. <laughs>
2: Yes, it's very impressive, and it's not as gooey as um, slicing monsters in half happens in a lot of uh, early Ultraman shows, Mm -hmm. where um, sometimes when they they cut a monster in half lengthwise, all the goo and brains and guts inside pour Mm -hmm. out, (sighs) as as what happened to Alien Metron in uh, Ultraman Ace.
1: That's really gross. So this monster I mean, conveniently
2: just explodes, so it's less painful for him.
0: Yeah, I don't really know my anime, but I know that the th- thing where you you cut a monster in half, it slides apart very cleanly, and then explodes is a thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> well, I mean, if I these to... are also, you know, there hasn't been much goo in this series, has there? It's, I mean, they are effectively toys brought to life so it seemed like you know the slices should be clear yeah i mean the Mm -hmm.
1: the first one they fought had a very toy-like feel to it
3: (laughs) it
2: was crumbling because it still made of clay yeah
1: yeah
0: (laughs) at at one point i want to see them slice one open and it's just and like a couple of giant double a's fall out
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh wow that would have been a great game that that doesn't actually happen sadly but that would have Ah. been neat
1: yeah, things falling open and then exploding is a very, uh, very mecha thing to happen.
3: I mean, it happened to Predaking. That too. Oh, that's I mean, right. Yeah,
1: but the I brain. Mean, he's not mecha, but Speaking he's a of robot. goo, he
0: had that weird organic brain.
1: Oh,
3: well, yeah. he had the brain, but there was no splurt. No. It was just
1: cut clean. That's right. I need to, I need to find Zone somehow and watch that again, because it's been too long. Zone
2: is weird.
0: <laughs> or has it not been long enough? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ak- uh, Akana is very displeased with this turn of events. She doesn't like people tromping around in her room. She doesn't like people horning in on her kaiju making gig.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, she she vents her spleen to uh, to Alexis Carib, and he you know he says, "All right, I'll, I'll, I'll I will punish Auntie." Which initially I was wondering, how do you punish a guy who already? You know, lives on the street, <laughs> eats out of garbage cans, and is constantly consumed by monomaniacal rage. <laughs> uh, it turns out you you get him, uh, get him fired up a little, get him to try and use his uh, circular saw thing against you. And then grab it and then horrifically slice him across the face.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. blood. I mean it really looked like oh. I if if and it's really bright too. If yes. Not for him running away, it would have seemed like he was supposed to be dead at that point. <laughs> but Yeah, but he's but like no, he writhing on the it.
2: ground. The, the blood is like so bright and neon it's almost pink.
1: It's it's,
0: uh, it's kinda like the Klingon blood in Star Trek Six.
1: It is sorta of oh, well. curious that, that you know he is so full of very bright blood considering that he is not actually people, but maybe that's thematically appropriate.
3: Hmm. Well, I'm sure that wasn't that was wholly intentional.
1: My poor angry I son. Mean, See, and, and you notice he did use his uh his left hand with his little circular saw. But but then it gets aside my poor son he's so angry
0: it's it certainly <laughs> emphasizes the the horror of the scene that it wouldn't if you were full of you know like green goop or you know engine oil or whatever
1: yeah i mean yeah. it's it's very violent to abuse the term it's a very good
3: uncanny valley it's very close to human mm-hmm. but not yeah. quite there not quite there. yes so you get a little bit of sympathy and a little bit of ah <laughs>
0: And that is where we leave things. That uh, that was a real. This only raises further questions, kind of episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I I did enjoy it. Uh, inappropriate sexiness aside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: That on a second viewing because I basically uh, I didn't watch it as it was coming out, but I watched it like maybe a month or so delay. So. Basically, I was a few episodes in when the series ended. So I was just like, I'm going to watch the rest of this. I'm just going to watch the rest of this. Uh, So I'm watching it again uh, before we do our episodes. And on a second viewing, I think I was prepared enough to to endure the uncomfortable sexiness. But the first time, I was extremely uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It, it's just well, it, it's also like it's anime. It's, it's a high school girl. It's also existential dread because oh, that's shattered glass. Optimus Prime acting sexy in somebody's bed. <laughs> Cliff jumper.
1: Congratulations, bed. you now have a boner for shattered glass. Optimus Prime.
2: <laughs> yeah, that. No, oh,
1: I
3: always did.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh,
3: he was a blast to write. mean we, we just I mean he was just. Venger, only more so. Yeah, that was our entire thing. He was just nuts.
1: Villains like that are great. I've I've been in, in in my own writing. I've been having to try to dial back the crazy villain stuff because it's not actually like the sort of stuff I'm writing. But as soon as I get to a villain, it's just all cackling. Well, we, we
3: also were very careful to use him sparingly. Yeah, you, you can't overuse. You know. Yeah. So he, he's, he's much better kind of there and then you unleash him and then he dials it back and then he explodes again and then you dial it back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I kind of wish we'd gotten to do more with him, but pfft, oh well. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, he did quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, did Rodimus lost his hand and got the saw?
3: Did he ever lose an eye? Mm, if he did, it was after we weren't writing it anymore. Oh. So I don't know.
2: Okay. Cause I, I didn't read some of the later stories after you stopped writing them. <laughs>
1: I think you know. I think the I may have something to do with just the way it ends, the the reveal at the in the very last at the end of the very last episode, oh. which oh, I will man. not spoil.
3: I mean it, it 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 just kind it fits with the general idea that he gets disfigured by his. It's thematic, if not you know the details don't quite line up the same.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. he... He gets uh, heavily injured by the giant shadowy figure from the Japanese opening of Transformers Animated.
3: hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, if he, like I said, I haven't seen Beyond this episode, so if he gets like some kind of cybernetic eye or something, or if he's just scarred, you know.
1: You want me to spoil it? It's not that big a deal. See. No, ah, go no, for don't. It. I'm
3: sure it's not, not, really, not that big. We a deal. don't want to spoil Rob. Is the thing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I too, I too have not. I, I just watch it episode by episode.
1: It's so a very I, tiny detail okay. that I think is hinted at thematically. So I don't think it's like a complete ridiculous twist. Basically, no, not really. in the last it, episode, the bandage comes off and the eye beneath it has healed to blue. Ah, so it's it basically like he's a... becoming people, which is sort of like I said, seemed where they you know like with the the very red blood. So,
2: well, he he's becoming the Marvel Cinematic Universe Thor.
1: Well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. different colored eyes. But but yeah, so that's I I mean maybe they just did it partly so they could have this moment of violence and partly so they could acknowledge that for him to have done this, something had to have happened. Yeah. You know, there had to be some sort of repercussions.
2: Some consequences, and
1: yes. maybe partly so at the very end. He could have had an injury that could be revealed to, you know, used to reveal that he's becoming more like people. Yeah. So, it, it's anyway. Um, I don't feel like that's a huge spoiler. <laughs> not really.
2: <laughs> Rob, what surprised you this episode?
0: I think it was definitely the... Uh Alexis Carib just strolling into a uh, <laughs> into a Chinese restaurant like he had a Tinder date
1: it's,
2: it, uh, <laughs> it's pretty great it's really good meme material
1: yeah just, hey I'm here
0: and how like nonchalant he is it, it's not even you know Darth Vader showing up at that dinner where he's still just very Darth Va- imperious Darth Vader this time Oops, sorry I'm late guys <laughs> uh Pass the shrimp, huh?
3: Hello, I'm here. You must be my Tinder date. Have you heard of Jordan Peterson? <laughs> oh.
1: And then you leave.
3: <laughs> yep. and Then you run.
0: Well, well, well. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us, uh, uh, Greg. This was uh, this
3: was,
0: uh, this was uh, some weird, wild stuff on this episode. Uh,
3: it was a thing that happened. <laughs>
0: And is there anything you would like to plug?
3: Um, well, right now we're on a small break just because of sicknesses and things. But uh, what Trent and I have been doing over the last several years, a little thing called Isle of Rangoon on YouTube. Yay. I-S-L-E of Rangoon, R-A-N-G-O-O-N on YouTube. Riffing and puppetry stuff and whatever odd skits we feel like. We've been going, and and just as, and as we've been doing this, I got the alert that we actually have a video that broke 10,000 10, views. Nice. So, nice. It's the crossover we did with uh, Linkara. Oh. Of
2: I, course. I don't think I've seen that
0: Because everybody loves him. Yeah. yeah. They do.
3: But yeah, so that's what we've been doing the last few years. Um, That's been pretty much, you know, where most of our creative energies have gone, except for Trent's... Uh, well, Trent's also doing his shapeways and all that. Yeah. Please. And any 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 if you all want toys and accessories, go to him. We could he definitely, you know, could use the help. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: and
0: he's a he's a veritable stuff. shapeways shaman. Yes.
3: Yeah. I he he sent me the uh the bot bots accessories kit that he's made. Ooh,
2: Ooh. I didn't even know about
0: and that. I'm
3: enjoying that. So so yeah, so game over can have his sword and um why have I just blanked on his blanked on her name. Frohawk can have her spray can and all that. Nice. And I've got another round of bot bots to send him shortly, and then we'll have stuff for some of the others. Nice. Like the baseball glove for, um, Lovestruck, and whatever the baseball itself will be named. Mm-hmm. Just the various accessories that they're shown with that they don't have.
1: Ah, from the art of the, the adorable yeah. little art.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Nice.
3: God, I love that line. It is adorable. I I just got King Candy Hooves and um, Captain Swoon last night. I finally found them, so I'm so much closer to being done with Series 2. Everyone
1: seems to be having a lot of fun making them. I I can feel (laughs) just the joy that goes into that line.
3: It's the most creative Transformers has been in
1: years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely since they decided that everything's just going to be G1 now. It's so like, I love G1, and I'm getting pretty sick of G1. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it, it's, it's forcing some creative flex, and I really, really like that.
1: Yeah. I'm liking that a lot.
3: Also, their fidget size. I, I
1: can't... I don't do
3: big toys so much anymore. Mm. I've, I've got a couple. Like, I got the Masterpiece sides, G2 Sideswipe just because it's lunatic. Yes, that face! <laughs> like I do not like transforming it at
1: all. No, I I don't mind that one too much, but there are a lot of them that are just like, I'm just going to put this on the shelf now. That's just going to live on yeah, the at shelf. At this
3: point, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on something big, I'm I'm going to get a Lego set.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, goes. Yeah, I, I have a Micromaster yeah. in my hand right now.
1: <gasps> I do have those sitting on my desk for fiddling with, so.
3: Yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of Arms Microns on my desk and Bot-Bots. And they're just fiddle things. Yeah. Keep the hands busy. A
1: lot of fun to mess with. Well, anyway,
0: thank you again for joining us. We will definitely have to have you back on when we get to Robots in Disguise in a, in a few months.
3: Yes. Wait, which one? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the 2015? Yes. Yes. Good. Oh,
0: yes. yes, we
1: did one episode of the original as a between seasons thing, and then we moved on. <laughs> that
0: was probably enough.
1: That was yes. kind of enough.
0: I mean, yeah. it's fine. It's
3: fine.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah I, I can look back on on the original Robots in Disguise. Uh, that was pretty good. I mean, you know, it had a good localization. It was light. Mm-hmm it was probably not... It was probably something more that we needed at the time after the way-too-dark Beast Machines. Uh-huh. Yeah. and the, Honestly, it's probably something we could use with
1: the now. The very dark everything going on in the literal world when that came out. Yeah. <laughs> bring but, bring which, back Skybike
2: sky 2020. Yeah,
3: I, I'm really quite... Now I could definitely use more light fluff in my Transformers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that would be sure. nice.
3: Well, which is part of why BotBots is really... I, I just... I want. I just want to have some fun. I don't need deep lore. I don't need you know severe plot. Please, can we not do another round of the government is evil? Thank you. <laughs> just uh, just just give me some light fun with my transformers.
1: Yeah, just have some more man stories.
3: So, I'm sitting here watch. I'm watching a couple things. I'm debating. Do I want to get that combiner uh unite warriors Baldigas set?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If I can get one for I can get one for under two hundred dollars from a couple places. and I'm just sitting here going. <laughs> I've already got G2 bruticus you, yeah, but you, don't it's need, you th- don't know it's this bunch that. of nobodies but they're still kind of funny yeah they all have their <laughs> yeah. their
1: different ways they like their coffee milk on their yeah
3: bios. <laughs> it's like I'm being sold more on generally fond memories of the pretty okay robots in disguise 2000
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i i though I still remember. Getting the, uh, finding those toys when they first came out and getting them home and opening them all up mm-hmm. and then being like, this is just the G1 Combaticons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it.
3: Was... These toys were mediocre in 86. <laughs> Why was I
1: so excited about I went out in the <laughs> snow to find those. Man, that yeah. I, was in I a good owned job. four Virginia. different versions.
3: I owned all four versions of of Ruination
1: at one point. <laughs> oh. I am sorry. I owned
3: the U.S. release, I owned the box set of the Japanese iteration, I owned the urban set, and I oh, owned the desert set. camo set. Ah,
1: oh, that's too well, much I, use I, of those molds.
0: <laughs> I will say that the American deco of the original Armor Hide is very nice.
3: Oh, I, I love that deco, yeah. yeah. It's so blue. Very beautiful. I kind of wish they also, had... Also, Armor Hide is Richard Epcar, who is pretty great. Yes. Uh, right. He's jigen. Yes. But no, absolutely. If you're, if y'all, if you will start doing uh, robots in disguise twenty fifteen, I'd be down for showing up for right. some of those. Yep. No, it
0: is. Uh, it is on the docket. We are in the. Uh, we are in the latter part of the second season of Prime.
1: Yep. Mm. So, so we're we getting are there.
0: moving along.
1: Yep. All right.
0: All right, so, I dig. all right. So until next time, I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. I'm David.
3: I'm Morley Safer. <laughs> all,
0: all this and Andy Rooney. 60 minutes.
1: Greg, I feel like we need to get you on to talk about the ongoing comic at some point. <laughs>
3: so. Oh, well, that, uh, would I have to read it? To yeah, you yeah so? that's the thing, we'd have that's to force him
2: problem. to read it. Yeah. Well, we would actually <laughs> have to force him to pay for it, but we'd force
3: him to read it.
1: No, yeah, I mean, I could... I don't know, you could... <laughs> I could share the review PDFs, but... Also, yeah.
3: Well, I've read the wiki summaries because, you know, those are at least comprehensive and well written. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. Oh
3: my.
2: Oh god. That that this comic finally makes sense. It was designed to be wiki summary. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is.